Welcome to another episode of Soul Filling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have the CEO and founder of Houston Sauce Co. Food Truck, Courtney Lindsay here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing pretty good. I can't complain. Let me tell you guys. Look, as I was doing some research on this man on the uh, on the on their site, you, like you cannot help but get hungry <laughs> looking at the delicious food. Like my mouth is watering right now. It's so good. Girl. Oh my god! <laughs> I yeah. just had to say that. <laughs> I second that. I second that. Everybody around used to be talking about them chicken wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but they not chicken. <laughs> they not chicken though. Y'all gonna find that. <laughs> yes. So Houston Sauce Co. is um a food truck, a vegan food truck, and we're gonna talk about it more. But first, before we get started, we always have this segment called "What Filled Your Soul This Week." So during this segment, just think about this past week and if there was anything that just made you go like, dang, I really need to hear that or dang, that really made me happy and I want to share it to the world. I can go first. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I spent a lot of time in my in my truck driving around the city uh, all, all day. You know, um, I have like multiple projects going on. Uh, so and then in, in the midst of that is Hey, we ran out of this, so I need to go get that. Go get this. So I spend a, the bulk of my time, good amount of my time, in my truck driving. And so what I try to do to kind of like edify my my soul and edify my my uh, my my mind, uh, and not just be just com- you know completely bogged down with music or you know some kind of something else. You know what I mean? So um, I try to get my books in. So I I, I, um, I listen to uh, audio books. And so today I ran. I mean, well, this week I ran through two books. Um, and, um, it was the Chip and Joanna, uh, Gaines story. I think the Magnolia story. And then, uh, Chip's book was, uh, Capital Gains. And, man, it's like those two books for like people that, you know, are uh, entrepreneurial, like, uh, like set a bound, you know what I mean? Um, and then also couples, also uh, fathers of Christ, like, like those two books, man, like fed my soul like all the way to the brim to where it's like, all right, cool. As soon as I get somebody to talk, talk to this about it, I'm, I'm going to tell them about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it just kind of like gave a highlight of their story and how they were uh, not afraid to take risks and how, you know, one was a risk taker, which is Chip. I don't know if y'all watched Fixer Uppers, the show, um, kind of sort of, but you should watch it just a little bit and then look at just maybe read the, you know, um, just a little part of the book, just kind of get an idea. But for if you have any kind of ambition, like entrepreneurial ambition, like it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's like a diamond in a rough. So it's, it's straight. But yeah, it fed my soul to the, to the brim this week. And what's the book I love that. Uh, Capital Gains is, is one, is the one with just Chip. And mm-hmm. then the other one, I think it's called The Magnolia Story. Okay, yes. Mm. Thank you. Are they yeah, the and, couple and, that's based in Waco? Yeah, 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 based in Waco. Okay. And actually, me and my wife and uh, two of our friends, we just met. That Waco has become like our unofficial, official meeting spot. Uh, when they mm. when they come in to Texas from Atlanta, they go to Dallas. And so, uh, and since we're in Houston, so we kind of meet, you know, in Waco. And it's just a, the coolest mm. little quaint town. 
Um, you know, not too many vegan options, but you know, I, I make everything vegan wherever I go. So I, I, I take somebody menu and just, Hey, give me this, uh, put me some avocado on the side, you know? So yeah. it's, it's a good time though, just to kind of like kick it, relax, recharge, and then come back to the city. Oh, I love, I love it. That. I love it. Thanks for putting me on the new book. I'm a huge audio book connoisseur hey, and especially turning my car into that audio classroom. I mean, that yeah. audible classroom yes mm -hmm. i love it i love it thanks for that jim and i think i said this on the last podcast but i'm gonna reiterate it today so i was really feeling very down <laughs> y'all know i'd be up and down i was feeling really down like you know i haven't been able to like spend a lot of time pouring into my nonprofit, and i was just really doubting myself like girl how are you gonna do this like this big vision and you have no clue on what you're doing. And so finally, I just really needed a mindset switch. And so I started just realizing all the things that I've already manifested, you know, co-creating with God, you know, e everything, you know, from being able to get my remote job. Once I made a decision that I was not working <laughs> at the other job anymore, I literally was able to get a new job in 30.32 seconds. When I, for this apartment that I'm in right now, manifested that paying off my debt, man, you know, did that. And so I had to remind myself, if I just make the decision to do something, I can do it. And so I think sometimes we forget about what we've done and what God has done in our lives so, so easily and so simply um, by just simply taking action and not wondering how and just doing and so if anybody's doubting themselves, think about everything that you've already accomplished and know that you still have that power within yourself to, to do the next thing that God is calling you to do. And so now I'm just like, what do you mean? I could do anything, <laughs> okay? Like, let's, let's do it. And so um, I needed that, I needed that back. Cause I feel like kind of like when you get older you just start thinking about things like look like different. Like when you're in college and Growing up, you're like, I could do anything. I could do anything. You just start doing stuff. And I wanted to get back to that space of just like being fearless. And so yeah. that's what I'm on right now. That pursuit, man, is what we all miss a lot of times. Cause when we when we become adults, like that being an adult is like very rigid and serious. Once it becomes serious, you just like, I can't do that. I gotta do what this thing right here. Like I need to take care of that first. Then I'll I'll dream about this. But uh, but but that but the thing about it is if you continue to let them that imagination fly and 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 just keep thinking and breathing and you know acting and moving on it taking one step at a time because that's all you can do then you know you that that'll help you see that a little more clear too. So, so. Yes, that's good. That is so good. Tiff, you hit on something here because I was just like, ah. Oh. We really do be forgetting how great we are. And then sometimes that really can deter us from even, it can get us stuck in our current stage and not being able to move forward. And one thing that I used to really, really uh, struggle with was like that procrastination piece. Like even for our podcast last week, I was like, I know we've been kind of taking a break with our ass, but I was like, I'm just going to put one out anyway, because I know doing it is better than not doing it. So I was like, I just need to do it because I just... I was like, I feel like I've been on the momentum, so I need to just keep it going. I need even I just recycled an old ad that we have been already had using. So I was like, we just got to keep the ball moving. And I got that from 
I wish I could remember. It's this TikToker. He's a real estate TikToker. And he was saying that, you know, a lot of times we get stuck in our decisions from our greatness because we ponder on decision making for so long. He said, all of your decisions need to be made within an hour or by the end of the day. Because what ends up happening if we prolong our decision for too long, that we we just end up stacking decision on top of decision before we know we have a pile of things that's on our to-do list that's undone and we just feel buried in it and then to the point where nothing ends up happening. So I'm I, that's been my gym, like to try to actually take action by the end of the day or not giving myself so long to make a decision. Like it is like if if it's a great decision, great. If I if not the best decision I made in an hour, by the end of the day, I can go back and fix it. But I'm, I'm still trying to make healthy decisions. I'm, not, I'm still not just trying to rush and make a hasty decision, but I'm trying to make more swifter decisions and, you know, so that it, more sound decisions in a shorter amount of time so that things can actually just get done. But yeah, that's, that's, that's my gym. And oh, I have two. And so oh. the other gym was uh, The Power of Thank You. And it's in this, uh, I got it from this book that I'm reading called um, What Got You Got You Here Won't Get You There. And so um, in the book, it talked about just like how some simple habits that that normal people have to change in order to get to where we want to be because our normal the habits that we have right now is not going to take us to the next level and how we discount things like people can give us a compliment and you say oh no these old things or and it's like implying that we're not grateful we're not showing gratitude for where we are right now kind of like what you were mm -hmm. saying like just being okay with all what you've accomplished. If somebody tell you did great, but, oh, I got to do this, this, that. And it's like, you completely just write off the compliment. So mm -hmm. just simply just saying, thank you. And it, it just boosts your caliber of, of a person. Like it just mm -hmm. makes you feel, I mean, come off as more successful. It makes you send gratitude out into the universe. And we always talk about how powerful gratitude is. And, you know, just, just, that, just that reminder that we already knew, but you know, sometimes you have to be re-reminded. So yeah. Thank you and making quicker decisions. Those are my two teams. Oh, I'm using all of that. How about you? <laughs> yeah, so every Friday we have a team meeting and um, I haven't met any of my team members in person, but, you know, virtually we still connect and they really push us to, you know, reflect. And so this week we had a team meeting and our icebreaker was to um, to say like our week in six words and so I just wanted to share my week with y'all and just let y'all know that I am happy and healthy living with joyous love Ooh. because you know life is just it's short man you know and just to be you know surrounded by you know baby boy just absolute pure joy pure love and I'm just you know happy to be here Oh, I love that. Yes. I was thinking about that earlier today. I love that. Happy I just love how Caden just came into the world and got us, got you way more zen. You know how some mamas be stressed? I feel like Kobe's just more present, more joyful, like even more than she already was. I just love it. He's just amplifying all your great characteristics. Yes. Courtney, we want to talk about how did Houston Fosco came to be? It's a staple in, well, for me at least, it's a staple in Houston. And I feel like everyone listening should go try everything there because it's so good. <laughs> yes. I know it has to be a journey. Yeah. 
So, um, Houston South Code, man. So, you know, some people don't know that um, it actually started from hot sauce. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if, if anybody's following my story, they know that, you know, like before I had the food truck for like two years, I was slinging hot sauce. <laughs> and so, uh, I used to do pop-ups, um, you know, uh, at different ven- venues and stuff like that. And I would have like, you know, you know, pre-COVID, you know, you can give samples. Out. So we had like a bowl of chips, you know, and let people get their chips and I'm dabbing hot sauce on their chips so they can taste it. And, and they, yeah, 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 give me one of them, give me two, you know what I mean? And so like, that was the the, the true start. And uh, the start came from um, a buddy of mine. He had, you know, some, just some extra peppers uh, on the bush. And he was like, you know, come get these peppers, man. Cause I, you know, I don't know what to do with them. And so I get the peppers and I'm like, what am I gonna do with some peppers, you know? And then I said, you know what, I'm about to make some hot sauce. And I made that first batch of hot sauce and it was so bright red and beautiful. It, I was just like, this looks fire. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm about to just, I'm about to, you know, keep trying to make this hot sauce the best that I can make it. So for, for a period of time, for almost maybe about two years, people was coming to my house. Whenever, whenever we, like, we have a company or something like that, they would leave with jars of hot sauce. Um, because I was just making it, trying to get it right. And so it took me about two years to perfect that hot sauce. And so I guarantee, like, no, you, you won't taste another hot sauce like the hot sauce that we have. I mean, it's the right amount of heat, the right amount of, like, acid, the right amount of sweet. Like, it's not just salty and vinegary, and but, like, it's almost perfect. That's my hot sauce plug. But <laughs> yeah, that was an easy commercial. <laughs> So that's how we started. And so um, I actually had um, I actually had a, a barbecue trailer, um, the same trailer that we use now for our current um, uh, sauce pit. Um, I had that trailer and my goal was uh, I was doing catering. I was uh, I went to culinary school. So long story short, I'm just going to sum it up so you can so you can see like, OK, what a food stepped in. So I used to cook all the time in college. So uh, I would, uh, and I was a part of all kinds of organizations. And so, we, you know, we were like, all right, cool. Y'all want to meet? Let's meet in my house and I'm cooking, you know? And so like, that's how it kind of started. So then I went to the military and really started to like, like self-teach myself, uh, you know, through, well, I learned from Food Network. Like I learned like skills from Food Network. So I, I was like, you know, working on everything. So I thought I was a great chef. And so when I was going to get out the military, I was like, all right, you're still my wife. Well, you know, we about to move back to Houston. Um, I wanna, I wanna go work for like you know the best restaurant, one of the best restaurants in Houston. She's like, all right, cool, do it. I'm like, cool. We get back. Uh, I'm knocking on doors. You know, they, uh, you know, I bless Spanish. I'm like, ah, piquito. And they's like, ah, sorry. You know, I'm just like, dang. You know. So I finally got an opportunity at Max's Wine Dive. And um, Max, if anybody know Max's Wine Dive, they they were doing like you know like ten thousand dollar brunches. Brunches only like three four hours. Now they making 10 stacks in, 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 you know, three hours, three, four hours. So, and it was, the, the money sound good, but the work was a lot, you know? And so, um, you know, and they just threw me in there and, and I worked for free that day, you know, as <laughs> it was, a, that was an interview, it's called a stage. So basically he was like, you can start free. If we like you, if you like it, then it'd be a fit. If not, you know, you had a good time. I'm like, right, cool. Um, and so I did that. And by the end of the shift, all I remember was those pollos. It was just like going in my head. I'm just like, look, I'm done. And he was like, 
man, you did great. You know, want to offer you the job. I'm like, cool, I'm with it. So I started working at Max's Wine and Dive. So then we fast forward. Um, I'm in culinary school, get ready to, uh, you know, I did all I could do at culinary school. So I'm doing my own thing as far as, um, you know, private catering, personal chef. Uh, but I'm also still working oil and gas. Um, I was a recruiter. Um, and then I eventually moved into investor relations um, for um, a medical company and also doing recruiting. And so um, I had that, which well, that was the bread and butter. And then, so I always had this, you know, uh, you know, these aspirations to do food. Um, and so uh, I got this barbecue trailer. And so, uh, but in the midst of that, I think I was turning maybe 31 or 32 or something like that. You know, when you start getting older, you're like, something wrong with me. You're like, I'm not feeling right, you know? And 30 is not old by any means, you know what I'm saying? But I was, I was 32, 32, yeah, yeah. 32, so I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not feeling right. So I go to the doctor and I say, uh, I told the doctor, like, look, I need you to check every gland in my body that secrete chemicals because I'm feeling chemically imbalanced right now. So he he check everything, man, you fine. I'm just like, man, I don't feel fine. So um, I started, you know, I continued to do research and then I saw so I stumbled upon Dr. Sabi's uh, raw uh, detox. So I did a six week uh, raw detox uh, diet, just straight raw food for six weeks. And, you know, I thought that I went to military, I was like 24, 25. So I went to military after graduate, after college and all that stuff. So by that time, I'm 25, I'm an old man compared to those young 18 year old kids that's coming straight out of high school and they running, you know, running like gazelles. So uh, I thought that I was in the best shape of my life at that particular point in time, because I went and just fell right in. And so, uh, but that more physically fit, you know, but now, you know, fast forward a few years, about four or five years or whatever, like I'm like, no, this is this is the best feeling I've ever felt in my life. I feel good this way, you know what I mean? And I wasn't nearly in the best physical uh, shape as I was when I was in the military. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna stick with this for a little while. And so what me and my wife decided, she wanted to, to, to just get on board, but she didn't want to order raw food. She wanted to cook her food. <laughs> and so, uh, and so um, she got on board and we did flexitarian for a year. So flexitarian is Monday through Friday, we fruits and vegetables, uh, vegan, all right? And then come the weekend, we eat whatever we want. So, uh, but it will get to a point to where the weekend, we'll, keep, we'll get there and we're like, wait, what you wanna eat? We're like, ah, let's eat some vegan nachos, you know? <laughs> and so we will continue to still kind of eat vegan until we watch What the Health one day. And she was like, I'm never eating bacon again. And I'm like, man, look, I just got this barbecue trailer. I'm trying to start a barbecue restaurant, a business. Like we've been looking for like locations. I'm like, nah, dog, nah. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, and so she was like, yeah, you can just do some grilled vegetables or something. I'm just like, I'm like, look, man, nobody want to eat that, you know. And so uh, and so she was like, all right, cool. So we actually ended up going to um, it was like the hymn or some break. So we get ready to go to Atlanta. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're gonna be vegan in Atlanta. We can definitely be vegan at, at home, you know, in Houston. So we go to Atlanta, had a, a banging time, food was great. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I'm vegan now, you know? So we uh, we get back and we started doing these events called Grilling Chills. So my wife was a DJ. She retired from DJing after she just had our last uh, son. Uh, he just turned one, um, baby Kai. And yeah. so uh, so she was like, yeah, she, she retired from DJing. And so, uh, but um, we have these events called Grilling Chills. So she would do the chill um, vibes and I would do the grill. So we, I, the way I started it, I started it by doing just, a, um, instead of having like a, a vegan option, like most restaurants do, 
I had a vegan menu with a meat option. I just mm. went his head. And so um, so we would so we start doing these pop-ups uh, at our friend's salon uh, in the heights. And so people coming out, and so we would have like meat left over every every time, every event. And so it got to the point to where make me personally, I started feeling a way about washing the chicken and handling the meat. And so I was like, man, I'm tired of handling this meat, this chicken. And so she was like, well, just don't do it. I'm like, okay, sounds easy enough. Your wife is on point, okay? <laughs> hey, man, she's she, she, she a simple, she live a simple lifestyle, just like, well, why, you know? Um, but she's very cautious and not the not the extreme risk taker like me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but she she's getting out of that shell. But because if you, she married to me, you know, she uh, she can't help but to be a little bit more adventurous, you know. Um, but uh, but so she was like, so don't do it. I'm like, all right, cool. So the next event, we didn't do meat. And after that, like we started selling out every since you know, every event after that. And so it was just straight. Wow. Vegan. Yeah. And so then um, when um, I, my corporate America reign was coming to an end, I'm like, well, shoot. She's like, well, you know, I, I'm putting in, you know, my, my resume was tight, you know, I was good, you know, I'm, I'm mid-level career. So, you know, next step for me is, you know, upper management, uh, director level. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on track, right? So, you know, I got my resumes out, I'm interviewing places, you know, waiting for calls and all this stuff. And so uh, I told her, I said, I said, man, I feel like God is like pushing me not to, not to, um, you know, to go back to, to work for anybody. And she and 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 that couldn't have come at at the most. Uh, un, it, it was the like according to everybody else, it was bad timing, right? Mm. Uh, how we was doing this because um, also in the midst of that, we had also um, moved out of our house, moved in with my aunt, so that we can lease our house to somebody else while we look for a house in Third Ward. What? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had said, okay, cool. We're going to minimize our life, simplify everything. Um, we're going to have less house, you know, to, to live in, to occupy, to clean up. Um, we're going to live a little a more simplistic lifestyle. Let's move to third ward. We want to move in third ward. Uh, we both went to TSU, graduated from TSU. So we was like, yeah, we're going to move to third ward in one of those old houses and we're going to fix it up and we're going to do that. And you know, that was my dream for a long time. And she wasn't having it. She was a suburban girl, you know? And so then after a while, she was like, I think I can look into it. I say, oh, funny you say that, because I have a couple of houses that I was looking at. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. But I had already, you know, was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and be at peace with not moving to third world because, you know, whatever. You know, I'll let, you know, let God handle that situation. You know what I mean? If it's going to be, it'll be, you know. Um, but when she gave me the, the uh, when she cut me loose, oh yeah, I was out there getting it, you know, looking for them. And so, but the, the decision we had to make was, okay, we can't keep this house in, and move out this house and then still have this house open and we got to pay a mortgage on it while we waiting, you know what I mean? And so we just, so she, she enrolled um, our son uh, in, in um, uh, school in Third Ward uh, and she was like, all right, cool. So I'm gonna drive him there every day. Um, you took him out of, you know, we was in, we was close to, closer to Pallant, but we still in, um, Houston city limits. So he would go to a school in, in Pearland. So she took him out of that school, sent him to third ward, uh, go ahead, get that culture in him, you know, um, <laughs> uh, we just started evolving our life. Like we already lived in third ward, you know, it's funny um, because we're, we all are products of Pearland. <laughs> hey, hey man. <laughs> <laughs> no knock on Fairland, but you know, I, I need to be in the city, you know, but uh, so, and we actually, and then we moved to, my aunt lived in Rochelle, 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, past Pearland. So mm-hmm. we, so we, we, we was just like, cool. We, our life is about to be in third war. So we just pu- pushed everything in third war school, um, commute, everything. We just like, all right, this is where we're going to live, but where we're going to be at. So we lived that in our, in our, you know, minds and our hearts, but we was driving from Rosharian every day. That's and, a tough drive. Yeah, man. Yeah. But right. it was like, okay, cool. This is what we're going to do, you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, we rented the house out. We was living with my aunt. And then, um, I, like I said, my corporate America reign was coming to an end at this particular company. Um, and, and then I was like, yeah, I, I feel like God is not, he's pushing me not to go back to work for nobody. She was like, I was just waiting for you to say that, you know, like go for it. Uh, cause she, I feel the same way. I'm like, cool. And so then I was like, well, that's Houston sauce Co. That's going to be the name of the, uh, the truck Houston sauce kitchen. And we just, we started it from now. And oh, but then wait a minute though, let me tell you how stuff worked. So soon as I, I made that declaration and accepted that, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. All right, God, you already know what I need. We rolling, right? So um, I'm out uh, getting something fixed on something on the truck. I think I, I think I had to, I think I had to, I didn't have a truck yet, but uh, I was getting something else fixed. And so I get a call from um, uh, from a company. Uh, no, I got a call from HCC, right? And they was like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, man, we love you. Uh, we want to offer you this position. Um, you know, uh, you'll be um, the uh, like the uh, district um, manager or area manager of all these other recruiters in this area. And you know, it's it's uh, you work remote. You have an office, but you don't have to be. I'm just like, uh, and so, and I'm just thinking about it. And I said, you know what? Um, let me call you right back. You know, and so I hang up with her. Call my wife, I say, babe, HCC uh, just called me and they want to offer me this, this and the third. She's like, well, you're not going to take it, right? I'm like, no, I just want to call you and tell you first. <laughs> I love it. But then I, I call him back and I say, oh <laughs> I call him back and I say, uh, I say, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not available. And she's like, what you mean? I'm like, I'm just not available. She's like, okay, well, call us if anything changes. Hug that phone, I'm like, well, ain't no going back now. Oh my <laughs> That's it. God. But but see what H, what that what that did was as soon as you make a declaration, like you, you accept what, what God has put on your heart, and then you say, All right, cool, I'm running with it. Then everything else starts to open up seemingly like, hey, this uh they go the insurance that you you might need down the line. Here go the you know that steady paycheck every two weeks that you might that you I know you're gonna need here go that salary that you're gonna need that comfort that stability but it was like okay cool I can either take that safe seemingly safe comfortable path and jump right back into working for somebody else or I can just stay on this path that I'm on and continue to push during that year we had the most gains in our in our in our marriage and our life together as a unit than we ever had with all the money that we ever made working for anybody else like we 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 got a house which came with three three doors. So we had the two apartments, the new house. We had our other house that we was renting out. Um, we had the food truck. All of these things came when we seemingly had nothing. Mm. Like we ain't had nothing. Wow. We was living with we was living with a relative. You know what I'm saying? Like sharing yeah. a whole. We had a whole half of the house. You know, like we stayed in the room. My son had like it was. Like we was, we had nothing really. You know what I mean? Like so, and it seemed like, and my parents and stuff, and other people was like, "Well, you got a, you got a whole big house right here. Why you, why you, why, why you don't want to? Why you gonna live in this room right here? You know what I mean?" I'm just like, "Nah, it's a bigger picture." So it was like, it wasn't until we actually were, were done and everybody saw it. it was like, 
dang, okay, yeah, everything looked good. It worked out. You know what I'm saying? And so, but that was also inspiring to other people. So they can be like, yeah, man, that's good to take risks, but you know, like, <laughs> you, know, you know, people still a little afraid to take those, those kind of risks. But you know, I mean, is if you don't if you don't move forward, then you're gonna be stuck right in the same position that you was in, whatever mm-hmm. that is. I absolutely love it because I see so much of myself and my partner, you know, when I hear you talk about you and your wife, because we definitely want to move into real estate and doing flipping homes. And, you know, his dad told us like a few days ago, he was like, y'all are not going to see the growth that y'all want until y'all work together as a unit, until y'all mm-hmm. you know, start making those decisions and those moves together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I love it. I love y'all's journey. And wow, I'm totally inspired. I'm inspired too. Super inspired. (laughs) And one thing I love most, I love how you always talk, you say, I talk to God, I talk to God. So like, can you just go in and expound upon like how important, like when you were making the declaration, like when you were making these, what seemed like risk to everybody else, like just how in tune you had to be with God when making these decisions? Um, Well, honestly, man, you like, when when you, when you hear a, a, when you feel like God is tugging at you, you know, most people don't know what, what it is sometimes, you know, it's just like, I just got a feeling, you know, like, I think I should do this, you know, it's like, when he tugging at you, it's like, all right, you, you sure though? Like, these people offer me, you know, some money, man. I'm like, you know, I got a whole little situation that I, that it'd be a lot more cush, but it's, it's when you, when you really like, and then to go back to your upbringing too, you know what I'm saying? When you trust him, when you trust in God, when you, Trust the process, you know what I mean. Like, and you know, I'm the, the most extreme optimist, uh, optimism, optimistic person, you know, that somebody could meet because I'm just like, they're like, oh man, somebody stole something from me. I'm like, man, you probably had too much anyway, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, when something happened, I'm like, dang, it was time for me to get a new one anyway, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I always try to see the, the good in things and, and people. Well, sometimes, you know, it come back to bite me in the butt sometimes. But, you know, I, I just, I look at it, you know, in a sense to where that person probably needed it more than I did. Or that person just not, you know, ma- uh, emotionally mature, you know, to the point to where they, you know, where they can handle that situation. Well, I know I can, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and so, and it just kind of just fall back into just trusting, trusting God. If you say, if somebody said, man, I prayed about it and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, it, it didn't come true. Hey man, well, it probably wasn't for you, you know, or it's probably not for you mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that don't mean stop praying for whatever it is you want. And, and also people pray and they don't move, you know? And, and so, you know, um, and that's my thing too, is like, I can pray all day long and, and get in and be, oh Lord, please don't, don't, don't let this happen to me. But if I don't move anywhere, you best believe something gonna happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it may not be that, that that uh that I'm I'm willing or the God willed in my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about taking one foot, putting it in front of the other, and continue to, to take make that journey. You know, because if you don't move, you ain't gonna get nothing. I'm just so inspired. This this was so good. I'm so glad you told you you told your story because it's just it's gonna help so many people. Um but let's talk about black veganism. So when you, when you went raw, that vegan, mm-hmm. kind of break that down because I know a lot of people don't understand the difference between raw vegan, vegan, and vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tell me why you decide to go all the way to vegan. Okay, so uh, so just to kind of break it down for people that don't know, so you got raw vegan, 
They don't cook food. They're just straight uh, vegetables, uh, fruit. Um, and, you know, I mean, and that right there, some people you do it as a lifestyle and some people just, you know, do it to like detox themselves, you know, just to kind of like, you know, because uh, vegetables make you, you just clean you out. You know what I mean? And if you all you eat is fruit and vegetables, then you're going to be good and clean, you know? Um, so it's a good detoxer. And then um, veganism, it's a couple different layers of veganism. Um, the one that I fall in under is I'm ve- I eat I eat vegan. Eat vegan food. Um, I don't eat animal protein or, or animal byproducts or anything like that. Um, I don't. Uh, I have leather clothes because, like, that's another thing. Like, um, you know, you got extreme vegans and you know they vegan for the animals, and you know you got people that's vegan for the the earth, and you got people that's vegan for you know their own uh, consciousness or own health or whatever. I'm more the the health. And then the way that I also look at it too, being a black vegan, you know, I'm not about to go lay my life down on the line for these animals, you know, um, when, you know, nobody laying, they like down on the line for us being slain in the streets every day, you know? Um, so, so I'm not, you know, I'm not subscribing to, yeah, let's go protesting and, you know, sling fake blood on somebody's fur coat. I'm not doing that because it's black people dying every day, you know, um, for nothing, you know, off of, you know, small petty crimes that can be, you know, avoided or diffused, you know what I mean? So I'm not vegan for that. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I, you know, I love animals. And then, and and, and being vegan, like, uh, I've become more sensitive to like, dang, well, why they got to kill animals like that? You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not about to go out there and put myself in the way of and be like, stop, you know, like, hey man, y'all wrong for that. <laughs> but let's keep it, keep it moving. You know what I mean? I, I'm not about to force you know, um, myself and my lifestyle on other people, you know what I mean? Um, and I learned that early on, you know, uh, when I started my walk with Christ, I was like, um, I used to be like, you know, hey man, y'all may want to chill with that brother, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I, put, I was, a, I'm a capital, I had players at Texas Southern. And so we used to have a, we used to have some, you know, wild times, you know? And so I would come around my friend brother, I'm like, hey bro, nah, nah, I'm good, you know? And so what I had to realize was like, you know, Jesus didn't come over there condemning nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like he fell right in and was still himself, but also uh, leading by example and, you know, teaching. So I, I just was like, you know what, let me fall back. You know, I learned that early, early on in my walk. And so I just kind of continued that, you know, the way I live my life that same way, you know, I'm vegan, you know, um, this is what I'm bringing to the party, this vegan food. And y'all know I'm a chef, so they already know it's gonna be good. You know what I mean? And so they end up eating up my food and I'm like, I can't eat none of your chicken and you gonna right. eat up all my goddamn vegan, you know, food. Now, what I gotta do, drink some soda water, drink some water in the corner somewhere, you know? Um, but but yeah, so uh, and y'all know I'm, I'm, if y'all haven't realized, now I'm a talker, so I can I can go ahead and expound on a couple stories uh, every now and again. But I get back on track, so y'all. Oh, no, that's good. So uh, so yeah, so I'm not vegan uh, for the animals, you know what I mean. But you have those people that are extreme and they're passionate about it, and that's their prerogative, you know. Uh, and then you got um people like I said that are vegan for the health, so you know they don't eat soy, try to stay away from a lot of processed food. Um, try to stay away from fried food, but people love fried food though. You know what I'm saying? So if it's fried, if it's done right, then they're gonna get it. Um, and so um, you got those different dynamics. You know, that's that's kind of how I approach the whole um, veganism thing. But now being a black vegan, the pushback initially was like, you know, what y'all, you know, my family, they, they like notorious looking at me like, what y'all doing now? You know? <laughs> 
what y'all, what y'all got going on now? You know, um, and, and that's been a story of my life for a, a minute, you know, because um, I've always been that, you know, pushing the envelope type of individual. Um, and, you know, it's, it's always an adventure. So it's like, what you doing now? And so I'm like, shoot, I ain't eating meat, you know? And they was like, what you mean? And I told them the story. They're like, okay, all right, we'll see how that long, how long that lasts, you know? And so uh, it wasn't until I started, you know, and then we got our family get, get togethers and then, you know, they come and they, oh, we got some black eyed peas for you and some greens. I'm like, mom, it's, it's the ham in these, in these greens and it's turkey, you know, smoked turkey neck or smoked, smoked turkey bone in these uh, black eyed peas. Like, I don't eat meat, you know, I don't want, I'm not trying to like be picking around no meat. And so I was like, all right, cool. And so she's just like, well, shoot, I mean, okay. And then, so then we'll come to another event. Oh, I got some beans for you. And I tell, I'm like, mama, you ain't put no salt in these beans. You know, like you put no seasoning. Well, I just thought maybe, you know, I'm just like, no, you know, you can season the food, you know? So then I'm, I'm cooking, I'm bringing stuff and, you know, I'm being, bring, vegan, um, uh, bringing vegan mac and cheese and, and, you know, different dishes. And it's just like, oh man, this is good. You know, I'm just like, yeah, see, like you can be vegan and not worry about all that other stuff. And so, it's like I say, it get, got to the point to where I'll bring my dishes, or uh, me and my wife will bring our food, and they like, what y'all got over there, you know? And they eating up our food and eating up their food. So I'm just like, God dog. And so, um, you know, um, I knew that it, I had something when my mom was like, oh yeah, 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 that's good right there, yeah. And, and make make me some of that and bring it to you know the thing. I'm like, all right, cool, I got you. And then she would start kind of like evolving and. And so I, I would do like a detox or something. And I'm like, all right, mama, you want to do this detox with me? You know, she's like, yeah, I'll do it with you. And so, you know, we have a list of what she want, what she should eat and this, that, third. And she called me, oh yeah, I made an avocado, you know, dip and this, that, and the third. And, and oh, and I tell you, and then so she, when she started to be excited about it, I'm like, okay, cool. So you start to slowly bring your people in, you know what I'm saying, by introducing them to things uh, you know, that you do, but you make it look cool. If I just put grass on a plate and I fed it to you, I can be like, hey, bro, I'm good. I know you vegan, but I'm, I'm going to be all right. So the way that you eat and taste food is with your eyes first. It got to look amazing, you know, and me, I'm so, and I tell my guys, my two chef, look, it got to be grandioso. If it don't look like, like, ooh, we, then you're not putting it out there. You know, I can't, I ain't put, I was look, my name is on the line. They're not going to say, oh, the sous chef Brian cooked this, you know, and it's not great. They're going to say, oh, you know, they're using South Coast cooked this, you know, and who, oh, yeah, yeah, Chef Courtney, yeah, he did that. I'm just like, no, it got to be fire. You know what I'm saying? Especially if somebody else, if I'm, I'm going to trust somebody else to cook something and put it out and say, hey, this is a, a special, you know what I mean? Um, and so it's just, all about that wild factor, making it look great, making it smell great, making it taste good, the texture, you know, like the, the little subtle uh, layers of, of how I build the flavor into certain dishes, you know, like all of those things are key components into getting somebody to actually first try it and then enjoying it. And then, you know, uh, bless you. And then having a, the inkling to say, <laughs> having the inkling to say, you know what? I can be vegan a couple of days a week. And then that's when you start a trend. And so it's not, I'm not here to like convert people to be like, you need to be vegan. You need to, you know, but it's like, hey, come try this food. It's amazing. It's great. You know, I don't eat my food every day. I'm not going to eat it every day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because I'm not eating fried food every day. I'm not eating a burger every day. I'm, you know what I mean? I, I, I got to, you know, you got to do it everything in moderation. So it go back to, you know, but it's people that they're not vegan. They go eat McDonald's every single day something off that menu and so my thing is if you're gonna do that 
why not come on over here and you eat this? You can eat this, or at least you're not eating the meat. You know what I mean? And we got customers like that. Man, I've been here four times this week. I'm like, oh man. Well, come on, we got breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Keep coming again, bring your friends. <laughs> I just took so many gems from listening to you. One, take risks. Um, and it's also good to have a wife who could keep you in like balance. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Two, um, listen to what God's telling you. Three, um, whatever you put out, make sure it has that ooh-wee factor. Mm-hmm, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that was three. Okay, let me, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> but um, please uh, tell everyone where they could find you, where they could get your food. And I know you have more than just the, um, the food truck as well. So if you can mm-hmm. expand on everything you have. Okay, so um, we have our, uh, our Houston sauce pit. And it's um, on the 5,000 um, block of Almeda, right on the corner across from 5015 and next to Turkey Leg Hut. So you can't miss it. You, you can at least see the smokestack uh, from a distance. So um, that's our Houston South Pill. We do 100% vegan barbecue. We got potato salad that'll make you feel like somebody granny just got through uh, sticking their elbow in it. You know, we got uh, baked beans that feel like somebody mama didn't cook them beans. And, and I mean, everything that we do on the, on the pit is awesome. Tastes good, Is it give you that nostalgic feeling, that smell, the smoke, the wood. You feel like I'm vegan, but I'm eating barbecue this summer. You know what I'm saying? And year round. Um, then we have uh, our shop at, which is currently at 4300 South Wayside Drive. Um, and you can come in and get everything from uh, teak wood spoons, candles, um, a vegan beef jerky, snacks, uh, our lemonades, um, cakes, desserts, cookies, cupcakes, all 100% vegan, vegan ramen, uh, vegan everything, everything. And we are about 85% black on um, in our store, all the products. It's I didn't know that. Yeah. I look so close to me too. <laughs> I'm worried. For my, my and, <laughs> and then um, we're about to get ready to launch um, our soft opening of what we are deeming the green zone. And so the green zone is going to be a, it's on a, it's 4302 uh, Almeda. Um, it's across the street from Peggy Park. It's about 11,000 square foot of property um, that we went in and we, um, we uh, just did some modifications to it. We um, leveled out the ground. We put some pea gravel down, so you got that that you know more uh, beer garden feel. Um, when you out walking, we gonna put some turf out there, some benches. Um, we'll put our food truck there. It'll be there every day of the week um, after next Saturday, after the twentieth, no twenty twenty seventh. Um, and uh, but you'll be out, be able to, to not just sit in line, but make your order, get your food, sit out there, enjoy the sunshine and be in an open air environment during this post COVID season here. Uh, I'll take your food and go across the street to the park and have a picnic. Who, ain't nobody, we ain't doing that no more. But I think that this summer, you know, people want to get out the house and experience those kind, kind of um, venues. So that's what we offering at the Green Zone. And then we're doing a, um, a market, Green Zone Markets, uh, and we'll be uh, highlighting about 15 to 20 vendors um maybe every weekend but for sure uh you know a couple times a month for sure for sure um and then we're also working on something that is kind of quiet but i'm gonna share with y'all just because 
Uh, we are working on a vegan breakfast and coffee truck. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, so you'll be able to get uh, vegan breakfast uh, at least five to six days a week. At least five to six days a week. So it'll be operating from like 6.30 to about 1.30 every day. And then you'll be able to get cappuccinos, coffee, whatever, whatever you want to, whatever your your uh your pleasure is in the coffee round, uh, plus good vegan food. And the me, you about to be fire. We're doing avocado toast, we're doing um some bag locks and bagels, we're doing all kind of cool stuff. So we're about to have some fun with that. I love this. I love this. And where do you get Amazing. the inspiration for your recipes? I'm just like, oh my gosh. Well, you know what, man? The thing about it is like. You know, when you when you work in a particular field, you got to keep your ear to the streets. Mm. <laughs> so you got to know what everybody else doing. You know what I mean? And I, I always say this. I say it's a fine line between uh, like flattery and, or inspiration and thievery. You know, I'll never do something exactly the same way somebody else is doing it. Although I've seen some people do some of my stuff. I'm not saying anything. But, you know, um, and, but I take that as, you know what? maybe they needed that more than I did. You know what I'm saying? And so that's a, another way that I look at life too with, from that uh, optimistic lens. I'm like, you know, they good, man. I'm not about to go on no, no rant about something that somebody else did, you know? Um, but I look at, I still follow different um, food blogs, um, you know, uh, food, uh, social media, and I'm looking at what, what they doing with meat still, you know, what they doing with other like traditional um, cuisines. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I can make that vegan. Oh, oh yeah, I already and I'm already like seeing and tasting whatever it is that I'm I'm projecting in my mind, and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, it's gonna taste good. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Cool. Let's go get it. You know what I mean? And yes. so I'm also teaching my, my um my sous chef how to think and how to like you know be snappy like that when it when it comes to like creating dishes, um you know because I'm I'm trying to create a team of people that's gonna be here for the long haul. You know, uh, I get it. People get information, they, they learn and they move on to the next level. Well, I want to soak it. So I want you to soak up as much information as you can with me and put out as much product and and, uh, and good food and fun experiences with me until you got to move on to the next phase of life. You know, a lot of a lot of times people in business and especially black business, um, you know, they keep stuff real, you know, sealed up and guarded and, and, and shield up. But that's not doing anything for you, because guess what? I can't work. I can't work, you know the truck every day. I can't, you know, be in there cooking every day. I can't do all of that and grow the company or business that I'm businesses that I'm growing if I can't relinquish some type of trust or some type of responsibility to somebody else. You know, somebody that's definitely under my tutelage. And I'm like, you know, pouring into them positive affirmation, pouring into them, you know, when it's when it I, I butter them up with all the good stuff. Cause when it's bad, I'm gonna tell you it's bad. <laughs> so they so just so that they ready and they they got a good balance of Okay, cool. He always let me know when it's good, but he definitely always let me know when it's bad. So, because you know, you gotta have that yin yang. If I'm always badgering somebody over the head, the confidence is gonna be down. They, you know, the creativity is gonna be low. You know, and mm. it's just like not gonna be a good situation. Because I want, you know, I want to bring the best out of people and put that, you know, my best foot forward with the food. So, Ooh, that's good. That's a gem right there. You want to let people know when they're doing good just as well as letting them know when they're doing bad. Got to. Mm. 
Gotcha. That's good. That's good. And then another gem about how you talked about opening up and teaching people what you know. That's so that's the way we scale, y'all. And we talked about yeah. this in previous podcasts. And I've listened to an audio book that just talked about how when no, it wasn't an audio book, TikTok, y'all. It's a TikTok <laughs> video. <laughs> I've even merging them now. But um, he said, when I learn a skill, I challenge myself by 90 in 90 days to try to teach that skill to somebody in my company so I can mm-hmm. outsource it. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm about to adapt that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you want to be able to say, you know what? You know how to make this cheese excellent. Now it's your baby. You know, now teach somebody else because you got to have a backup. You know, really? you, know like, you got to have a backup, man. You know, um, like uh, my guys, like he, he came to me, uh, my sous chef, he came to me, Brian. He said, uh, man, um, when he first interviewed, he's like, I said, well, so what do you want? You know, he's like, I want to be a vegan chef. There's no way in the city that's going to allow you or train you or teach you how to be a vegan chef right now. Mm. Just, it just really doesn't exist. You go to a restaurant, you're going to have to cook meat. You're going to have to cut chicken. You're going to have to do all of that stuff that you really don't want to do. But you can come over here with me. Listen to what I say. Do exactly how, how I tell you to do it. And I'll help you become a vegan chef. I'll mold you. I'll groom you. I'll teach you everything I know. And you will be a vegan chef when you're done. Mm. You know? And so that's what I've been striving for. And also it's like, like being a chef. Okay, cool. It's not just about cooking in the kitchen. It's about being a good leader. So you got to be able to lead. You got to be able to, to, you know, poke your chest out. And when it comes time to make a, a, a tough, you know, critique on somebody or, you know, tell somebody, you know, hey, I think it's time for you to leave. You know what I mean? Like you got to be, you know, confident enough to stand on your own two feet and say, hey, buddy, or hey, ma'am, or hey, person, I think it's time for you to leave or this is not done right. I need, we need to, let's try to do it a little, a, a better way. And so I, I've been in leadership for a long time in various stages of life. And so one of the biggest things that I, I've taken, I've taken away from every experience that I have is I, I, I include everybody in the issue or problem that needs to be solved. Hey, we need to do a better job at sweeping this floor at night. Even though I know nobody in here was the one that swept, that missed the, missed the spot, but I'm like, hey, we need to do a better job at sweeping, you know, because X, Y, Z and blah, 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 you know? And so everything that I say is we, 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 our, we not doing a good job. Like we can't be late again. Y'all need to get out there make sure that the food is ready. We can't, you know what I mean? So like when they, when they taking that into consideration, it, it's, it's a learning curve for some people because they're like, well, I ain't do it. No, listen, if you didn't do it, why you let somebody else do it? So now it's a we thing, you know, and um, and my thing is when it when it comes to training people to scale, like I want somebody to be a hundred percent me, right? A replacement, you know, right? For me, right? A backup. Now, granted, that's not gonna happen. You know, you might get close. I want a hundred percent of what I'm pouring into you to reflect, so you can be exactly what I want you to be. However, I'll settle for about eighty-five. <laughs> 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 give me 85% and I ain't going to say nothing. I can, I can cover the rest of that, that other 15%. You know what I'm saying? But I really want to push you to be 100%. High. I want you to do it 100% how I do it. But, get, but I take that 85% and we're going to be good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so a lot of people, man, when they when they, they don't realize when they asking somebody to, to be them, you know, they get frustrated and mad because it don't never happen. But if you know that you want 100%, and you will settle for 85, take that 85%. It's good. That 15% ain't nothing but you talking and you correcting them. That's it. Dang, that's so good. That is beautiful. We thank you so much because not only like 
you're just very inspiring. Black, you're a man, you're vegan, you're a business owner, a multi-serial entrepreneur, Christian, husband, father, like we cannot thank you enough for just being an example in our community. And we just wish you just prosper, blessings, more to come in your empire to just continue to blossom and generate more opportunity opportunities. So you're doing such a good job. The food's so good. Um, please let them know the social media they could follow because I that's how I know when y'all where y'all are at. Um, yeah, it's at Houston Sauce Co on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, and Facebook at Houston Sauce Co. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, y'all. All right, guys. Mm. What time is it? It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time, y'all. This is your first time tuning in on the Soul Feeling Podcast. We always, 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 always end our podcast with positive affirmations. So what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Either you transform your life for the good or you transform your life for the demise. Even in the Bible, it states, let the weak say, I am strong. So on those days when you're feeling sick and tired, down and out, not so good, not like your best self, still speak positive, affirming things over your life your situation and just watch how God come in your life and just bless you um it is four of us today and I'm affirming there that there are millions billions trillions generations to come out here tuned into the soul feeling podcast and we're gonna go ahead and end this thing off with our positive affirmations so who wants to go first I can go okay I am living a life of abundance I am healthy, wealthy, and successful. I am in perfect alignment with what God has in store for me. Come on, alignment. <laughs> uh, I am resilient. That's so good. Thank you to everyone listening to us right now. Make sure that you're following us on all social media platforms. Soul Filling Podcast everywhere. That's S-O-U-L-F-I-L-L-I-N-G podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. So wherever you're listening, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating and write something soulful and sweet so we can go up and up on the rankings. And please make sure if you are in Houston or if you're visiting Houston that you stop by Houston Sauce Co. You can follow them on Instagram at Houston Sauce Co. Um, Courtney, thank you so much. We will see you in these Houston streets. Come on with it. Until next time, y'all. Bye. We love y'all. All right. Thank Thank you, y'all.